Five on five in five. It is Monday, October 9th. Kelly Rippin, Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel. We with you once again for another great podcast. How are you guys? Better now that you're back. Oh, happy. Dad's back. I'm happy to be back. I wish I had a better vacation, but it was fine. <laughs> we did miss you, though. I, as I, you can tell, because the podcast only half got done when you were not here. <laughs> things, get, things get busy, you know, when you're down a set of hands. That's just how and it we, we threw no parties, as you saw when you returned. Everything was spick and span and clean and in the right place. I was expecting balloons, but no balloons that I get. That's fine. All right, Kelly, as far as uh, the weather, it's downright chilly outside. Absolutely. It feels like fall. We have we have definitely entered the fall season. So coming from meteorologist Randy Rico, we've got uh, 47 right now, which is definitely a jolt to the system. But if you were outside at all this weekend, then you were ready for it. High in 60, high in the 60s today. And that kind of continues. And this is going to be one of those days where one of those weeks, rather, where I can give you a little hint of what's coming. But really, each morning, just Tune in for however long you're able to get the forecast from our meteorologist because rain is going to sort of put us on a little bit of an up and down roller coaster as far as when it will rain, how much it will rain, and then, of course, how that affects the temperatures. She kind of said different systems moving in from different areas. One brings some cooler weather. One brings some warmer weather. So um, just make sure you're tuning in. Be prepared for rain most days this week not total washouts just have the gear with you and then uh we get a warm-up towards the end of the week which i'm looking forward to to try to force my family into fall fun <laughs> force fall fun that's what, that's what we love to do so yes thank you for the weather forecast it is time for five on five in five five stories on channel five in five minutes another busy one ahead fletcher clock has started our first story that's right our first story most likely, if you're like me, a story you kind of woke up to and was like, you had to double take. Oh, yeah. whoa, this is happening. Uh, a war essentially has broken out uh, between Israel and Palestine. Yeah, and this is one of those stories where you're going to have to know the history and a very long backstory between these two groups of people. But as of right now, Palestine terrorists Hamas attacked Israel early Saturday morning. It seems to be a very out of nowhere from all reports that nobody saw this coming, nobody was expecting this coming. As of this morning, about 1,200 people have been uh, killed. Um, that's reporting from the Associated Press and from the U.S. State Department. And we do know that some Americans have been uh, kidnapped and also killed at the same time. But uh, uh, the pictures really are stunning. Pictures, video, it's all very scary. And yes, encourage you to read a lot more about what has gone on in the past, and we're talking hundreds of years, and then the more recent past, as well as which groups specifically are involved in all of this, because it is it's a very layered situation. It has gone on for hundreds of years, um, but a lot of people in our lives have connections to Israel and have family who are still there. And so it's it's an interesting conversation to hear more about how it is impacting different people here. So we did speak with a woman who is part of the uh, Jewish Federation who's living in Israel right outside of Tel Aviv. So uh, head over to our website, listen to that story, hear more about it, and again, continue to read more about it as well. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel Hersheimer doing that story for us yesterday. And also there were pro-Palestinian uh, groups at the State House in Columbus yesterday um, as well. So this is a story that's in the very beginning stages and we will continue to uh, develop and update as we get those developments. A little closer to home for our second story this morning. Um, a local school is expanding its reach and uh, trying to not only get a wider net of students, but also help serve students as they get older in their education lives. Yeah, one of those things where these students could fall through the cracks quite 
easily in some places and this is making sure it doesn't happen so any kids who might have any learning disabilities a new high school is hoping to be built to expand to offer more resources uh, to uh, all of these kids in our community i think it's just freshmen right now and they're gonna be expanding to sophomores and then just hoping to uh, grow this uh, in the community so this is a springer school and uh they should be making an announcement or hope to make an announcement in the near future about where an expansion might come from that's right, hoping to have its first graduating class from that high school uh, in 2027. Meredith Stutz on that story for us this morning. Our third story this morning, uh, a more development in and around downtown Cincinnati. This one on the other side of the river uh, coming to Covington, Kelly. Very interesting. So we obviously have the banks in Cincinnati. That was a huge project that sort of changed the face of how that area looked. The Newport on the levee did the same for Newport and Covington, hoping that this can be the opportunity for them. So they've called it a once in a generation project real estate along the riverfront on both sides of the river, not something that's easy to come by, especially property of this size. So this is the old IRS building. Um, if you've lived in the Cincinnati area for any period of time, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you've just recently moved here, maybe during COVID times, you went there for a COVID test because they flattened the area and people could drive through. Um, so this is the Central Riverfront neighborhood is what they're going to call it. Obviously, it will be likely very mixed use facility. Much more to come, but you will see dirt moving there, um, which is what sparked us to find out what was going on. They're in the very early process of just figuring out what the potential there could be and who all would be interested. So a lot of money, a lot of changes could be its own little neighborhood in Covington in 20, however 23 many years. acres to work with. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> you say mixed use. Yeah. The proposed proposed sites include stores, restaurants, townhomes, you name it. It has been proposed to be there. Um, as Kelly was saying, still at the very beginning stages, but something we'll definitely keep an eye out for. Uh, our fourth story this morning. Today marks the official first day on the job for one of the newest Cincinnati's newest leaders. Yes, uh, brand new fire chief Frank McKinley. Welcome to town, sir. He's the 19th fire chief for the historic fire department we have here in Cincinnati. Hailing from Dallas, where he spent 30 years, and he says, uh, you know, his biggest priorities are customer service, obviously serving the people, but also just listening, not only uh, to the community but to his staff as well. Diversity, inclusion, things like that. So uh, if you see him around town, give him a wave. Welcome him to Cincinnati. You know. I would tell him your favorite chili spot, of course. I'm sure everybody will be doing that. Uh, but uh, if you see uh, Chief McKinley, just uh, give him a hello and welcome to town. Always always exciting, nervous for your first day, so hopefully he has a good one. And finally, to wrap things up, our first victory Monday of the season. Uh, the Bengals winning in Arizona uh, by a 24-20 score yesterday. Uh, Joe Burrow passed for over 300 yards. The ankle looks, or the calf looks pretty healthy. He was able to uh, scramble, avoid pressure, even rushed for positive yards, which was a good thing. Uh, and Jamar Chase setting a franchise record with T. Higgins out. Burrow relied heavily on number one as wide receiver one and caught 15 passes, a new Bengals record, and three touchdowns. He said he was always open. That's right. It, he just proved it. Did, did tweet out a picture of a, a 7-11 as well that uh, got some good play on social media. Um, so the vibes, once again, pretty good surrounding the Bengals um, as they welcome in the Seattle Seahawks off of a bye week next week here at Paycor. Yes, so they uh, the Bengals have drawn the NFC West. That's why they played the Rams recently. The Seahawks coming up and Cardinals this past week, which means the 49ers are on the horizon. Ooh. We had a big victory over Dallas. We won't worry about that. It's a great day to be a Bengal fan because uh, they played well yesterday. Just quick, 34-20 was the final. I think we yes, said 20 yes, yes, 30, 34 20. Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Gotta, no, just want to make that quick correction. So, congrats to the Bengals. It was, it's much easier to fly back home from across the country when you have a win, win in your pocket. Also, congratulations it. to the fans because everyone's going to be in a way better mood today than they have been 
there was a weird weird air about people yeah, yesterday pre-game. You just didn't know. Yeah, it was you like know? this could go really good or really bad, and so I'm glad to see everybody. My wife was one of those moves. people halfway through the second quarter. Oh, 10 is all all we're going to score. And then as soon as they got that second <laughs> touchdown, I was like, I thought 10 was all they were going to score. So a good a good day all around for Bengals fans. Absolutely. All right, that's 5 on 5 and 5. That's Fletcher. That's Kelly. I'm Stephen. We'll see you here tomorrow. Thank you.